0: By meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn about us at zencare.org. I love our song so much because there are some people, it's evening where they are. Some people, it's the afternoon. Across, process the morning. such a wonderful reminder of reality. For some of us, we think it's really hot. Our experiences, it's hot. For our friends in South Africa, it's cold. It's winter. Such a delightful reminder that our experience is not the experience. And how often we think our experience is the experience, our fear, our distraction, whatever it is. Today is the 47th day of our 90 day practice period. Practice periods that go back to the time of the Buddha. Where people gather together to say like, let's put a little juice in the situation. Let's practice together. And the text for today study is in reflection. He says, Dogen says, this being so the zazen of even one person at one moment, imperceptibly accords with all things and fully resonates throughout all time. So that moment when it's not about you, might have a little glimmer, ah. We're at one with all things. You can actually put your narrative down for four seconds, maybe one second. You can put down all of your prophecies of how your life is and how it will be. We tend to be such strange creatures prophesizing such unhelpful things. I'm this way and that will never really change. Dogen says, thus in the past, future and present of the limitless universe, the importance of that. To put ourselves in the context of the limitless universe. This zazen carries on the Buddha's transformation endlessly and timelessly. I find that's definitely true. When I in mean, my story and my experience and how it's going today feels shitty or feels great, whatever that is. Suddenly the universe is like teeny tiny. But the joy of practice is, ah, my goodness. limitless universe also is right here. I'm in the midst of it. Each moment, he says, of Zazen is equally the wholeness of practice. So those moments when you dip in out of your freaking head for a moment equal to the wholeness of practice equally the wholeness of realization many of us are striving to feel something else to experience something else That's not in what Dogen's talking about. What he's talking about, in many ways, is the antidote, the medicine for that. Why wouldn't I arrive? I want to feel fill in the blank all the time. And that, what's so interesting to me is like that is such a deprivation of also what's true. It's like we deprive ourselves from the limitless universe. Not intentionally, but out of habit. How do you do that? How do you get into that space of oh, the limitless universe? These days I've been thinking a lot about the Four Noble Truths. And the first of the fourth noble truth, which is the Eightfold Path, which is often called right view. But these days I'm thinking about just untangle your perspective. Our perspective of reality is so tangled up with our preferences. Our personality. So much. Then, this perspective that Shakyamuni Buddha is talking about is this perspective that understands how we play a part in the story of our life. most of us have written a very clear narrative in our minds about our life. And it's that understanding of that. It's almost like that you take a moment and can just experience that narrative. I'll be judged, I'll ne- it'll never work out, I'll never feel well. won't arrive, I won't be liked, I won't be fill in the blank. There's so many endless possibilities there. It's a deliberate move when we practice this from what's been done to me in my life to what I've done to I could tell you all the terrible things that I've experienced in my life, which are true. I mean, a lot of things are true. So this shift is really about like, how am I working with those realities? I've experienced really awful things, very violent things. And I've also experience exquisite beauty, like the whole range. But for many, many years, I was really into like a particular range. And without even being aware of it, was nourishing those parts. Without even being aware of that, keeping those narratives going. So the shift from what uh, what I've done to me and what I can do differently, like right now, to me the only way to do that is through tenderness and compassion. One of the reasons why we keep our eyes open and Zen meditation, Sasa. So that we can have perspective, like are you actually right here? Are you in some dream of reality? Mostly we're just like ebbing and flowing. Some dream or some nightmare to the floor or the wall. (laughs) But having a compassionate mind, the attitude for how we bring ourselves back. To me, it's like that's how we how I have also experienced how I've come intimate with the reality that everyone in this world is suffering with something. So if I can practice having some tenderness and compassion for my own experience, even not be good at it, but just return to that. For me, it's like having a couple of extra windows in your house, this house. so that you see what other people are going through. To me, then we have companionship. Me then, that's one of the reasons why I love reading about our Zen ancestors, because it's like such good company. I mean, the Buddha had to deal with like so much shit. (laughs) It's crazy. People liked him. People didn't like him. His struggles with his family. Struggles with people's competition with him. Jealousy. So many human things. To me, that companionship of the lineage of sangha, of having a teacher, is also what lightens our load. We don't have to do it alone. And even the idea that we're doing it alone is in a delusion. It's like another way that we keep ourselves solitary to find those places in yourself that you feel like you can't share and find a place in yourself to share. And Friday was the fourth anniversary of my friend Michael Stone's death. He's one of my dearest friends. I mean, he died of a drug overdose. He was a Brilliant meditation teacher, yoga teacher, father, partner, three young kids. But he felt like he had this, you know, he suffered with a mental illness that he felt like he could not share. And was using drugs to actually try to alleviate suffering. Things became very secret. Such an important legacy. How do we use his dying to wake up? How do we wake up to those parts of ourselves that kind of is hiding or feeling like there's parts of you that are so unacceptable? And learning how to open up to it and take a risk. sure you really wanted to do that was scared He wasn't really able to really even see that he was making a choice. I love the jackhammer so much. I always feel like that's actually sometimes the energy that's needed to like get through our weird shit So to be really careful about the opinions you hold about what you can share, is it really true? Can you share it with yourself? Can you share it with spiritual friend. I feel like in many times we cherish our fear. And how do we use that kind of jackhammer? to kind of really interrogate a little bit in a loving way the things that hold us back from actually doing what's useful, what actually is the medicine. Rigorous question. Is it really true what I fear? Is it actually my experience? Right view comes from the Pali Ditī, which does not mean that there's only one right way to look at it. To attempt to think. Sama is a word that means something like complete, perfect, and fulfilled. Like the word summa in Latin, which means consummated together. And encompasses one's view or vision, the perspective we take on something as the well as the way we perceive it. So to be at one with both our view and how we perceive reality. Almost like our theories of things. We have a lot of theories. Is it really true? Is it really true? How do we touch that limitless universe that Dogen is encouraging us to touch? How can you find something in yourself that holds you back and be curious about that and learn how to do something new? Sometimes I feel like this practice is really only about just learning how to be receptive, allowing life to flow through. Recently there was a I was having a conversation with a monastic in another tradition. They were like, well, what's your aspiration for your practice? Where are you you headed? Because in their tradition, it's all about becoming enlightened. Focus. I said, well, becoming a bump on a log sounds good to me. Just being something in the world. At home in the world. Just the thought of that makes me feel relaxed. To be nothing special. It may be kind of interesting, perhaps. Dogen says that each moment of zazen is equally the wholeness of practice. Each moment is whole. Each moment is totally whole. So where is there to go? What is there to achieve? I didn't understand this for many, many years. My view of that situation was not that. I was sure that it was about feeling better. Which ironically, I do feel. (laughs) Because I came to this practice really hurting. And I wanted just to not feel that for a long time. But what I found was something so much more interesting, continue to find, was that in every moment is offering so much. So as we sit and walk and eat and live out this day, how can you allow entire universe